Hello, filmmakers. My name is Jason Brubaker. I'm a Los Angeles-based independent motion picture producer. I specialize in helping people like you, filmmakers, make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. And today I wanted to talk about some of the things I think that will cause any filmmaker or any would-be filmmaker to fail in their career. Um, one of the things, first of all, that most fil filmmakers do that's completely wrong is they wait around for somebody else to help them make their movie. Or in other words, they're waiting around asking permission. And these are the types of filmmakers that usually email me. I, and I get about 15 of these emails a day where it's like, Hi, Jason, I've been reading your blog for some time over at filmmakingstuff.com. And, um, you know, I get this great idea for a project. And all I really need is a producer. I need somebody that's going to go in and get the money for me. Uh, do you think you'd be interested in helping me get the money for my movie? And my initial answer to that question is, um, well, first of all, I don't know you. Uh, secondly, I don't know anything about your project. And thirdly, it just seems a heck of a lot half-baked, you know? And maybe if I didn't get 15 emails like that a day, and maybe if you were the only person on earth with an idea for a movie... And, you know, the idea of doing this was just so unique and interesting that, of course, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that would really grab my attention and make me go out and um, help you fundraise for your movie. But then I'd always have to ask myself, well, what am I going to do with my own personal projects that I'm working so hard to create? And therein lies the problem. You know, what a lot of filmmakers don't realize is anytime that they reach out to other producers... And they're like, hey, I need you to help me produce my movie. It's going to be great. All I need is the money. Well, what you don't realize is these other producers already have a whole slate of movies that they're working on themselves. You know, take it out of this context for a second. Let's say we're talking about general business, and you have a great idea for a business, and you want to go over to a guy that's already trying to grow his own business, and you're like, hey, why don't you step away from your own business? I know that's important to you, but why don't you step away from that and come over and help me grow my business? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you're devoting your life's work to your passion and these other people, these prospective um, uh, producers, people that have relationships with investors, they may not be so keen to just abandon everything they're doing just to come and help you. Unless, unless, and here's the big factor, unless you had a sure thing, unless you were 90% of the way there. Unless you had something that was so compelling, like a major actor was attached, and, and I don't mean just like a letter of intent, like, like that major actor is available to meet next week and let's have some lunch together. At that point, you know, now you're grabbing my attention because this is finally a unique project that has some momentum. Um, I get these emails every once in a while from people that try to tell me that, hey, I'm, I'm doing a you know, $200,000 movie and I already have $100,000 in equity tied up and we're just looking for gap funding. And what that tells me oftentimes, and I, I'm not 100% right, but if you found somebody to invest $100,000 in your movie, those people typically know some other people that are willing to become investors as well. And my question is, why haven't they opened up their network to you to help you get to the other money. And if you dig a little bit deeper, sometimes these people with these really high budgets where they say they've already raised half, in fact, they haven't raised half. What they've done is they've got together, and rightfully so, but they've gotten together with people that have camera equipment. Uh, they've locked down locations for free. Uh, they found all sorts of different deals and discounts 
that took it from, you know, if you have $100,000 worth of locations budgeted and then suddenly you get all your, your locations for free, well, now that's the same as saying I, I've, I've raised $100,000. Now, I'm not being uber specific here. I'm just throwing out some examples of things of what not to do. So, listen, you're a filmmaker. You have a project. You're trying to create it. Sorry, buddy. It's not easy. If it was, everybody would do it. So you got to put the pieces together, and you got to make this a viable business. And nobody's going to do it for you. I repeat, nobody's going to do it for you. They just don't care enough. They don't care enough unless you have a project that's almost greenlit, and their investment in both time and money is minimal for maximum reward. The risk is low. Well, then you're starting to put together a deal. So again, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So repeat after me. If it's meant to be, it is up to me. Uh, the second thing that I think really hurts filmmakers and causes them to fail is debt, personal debt. Admittedly, there are a lot of people, especially here in Hollywood, that are faking it till they make it, but each of them has a day job. A lot of people here believe that if you drive a really nice car, you have more status. So these people believe that by getting into more debt to buy a car that they can't afford in this example or a house that they can't afford or an apartment that they can't afford just so they look uber cool, you know, it's like you're throwing debt. You're getting yourself into debt just for appearances. And it doesn't make any sense. And I'll tell you what, you know, the reason why I think debt kills dreams dead is because when you're in personal debt, you can't just quit your quote-unquote day job to take a risk and go after your filmmaking projects. You have to stay at a job that you probably hate so that you can pay the minimum on both your credit cards and all your other debt, vehicle, credit cards, the house or apartment that you can't afford, and suddenly you're a slave. And years go by, and you're still paying off that debt, and that debt is holding you prisoner. It's holding you prisoner. So you need to take some radical action before you can even fully pursue your filmmaking career. You need to take some radical action to get yourself out of debt. Now, completely unrelated to filmmaking and, and unlike a lot of things, I do not have a relationship that, you know, there's no referral agreement here. Um, but you need to really go study some of these like financial guys that, that have a solid plan for getting out of debt. Uh, one guy that I would recommend is a gentleman by the name of Dave Ramsey. He runs this thing called Financial Peace University. Um, I think it's like a $100 course, and it's, like, and it's very comprehensive. I did it some years ago, and I wasn't even really in debt, but I just did it because it teaches you the fundamentals of, of financial peace, you know, and I give it, I give it a really high endorsement because, um, you know, I, I see it all the time. I got buddies that, you know, in one example, they went to film school and now they're $80,000 in debt, $80,000. And you're just, and you're in your, you, you know, your mid twenties and you have $80,000 in debt and you can't pay. So, you know, you may roll your eyes at me suggesting that you go check out like a Dave Ramsey or some of those other guys that you see on TV uh, but these guys have a solid plan. Uh, Dave Ramsey has something called the debt snowball that I think is incredibly helpful for aspiring filmmakers that are in debt. 
and I know that's not everybody here that's in debt, um, but if you are, you got to put that on part of your plan. And, you know, the filmmaker in me says, you know what you should do is you should make a documentary about yourself getting out of debt. At least you'll have some content. And at the end of the whole experiment, you'll actually have a documentary film that you can package and sell. I'm not saying that anybody wants to see it, but it's better to have more films done than less films in that situation, especially if you're going to spend a lot of time getting out of debt. So, you know, nobody's going to do it for you. Get yourself out of debt. And then finally, the third reason people, most filmmakers fail is fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of success, fear of what if. What if I write this screenplay and it sucks? What if I make this short film and nobody likes it? So what if I just fill up my closet, mainly using my credit card, getting myself into more debt, fill up my closet with all sorts of cameras and lighting gear that I don't have to use. I can future-proof my success because I got a red camera in my closet that I'm not going to use for maybe years and years and years, but at least I have the equipment. At least I'm ready to rock and roll in such a time that I get out of debt and get over my fears and decide that I need to make it myself. Fear, you know? It's so, like, debilitating. And I'm speaking from experience here, you know. I'm a human, and I have days where I'm trying to put different things together where there's just so much uncertainty that I don't know if things are going to work out, and I don't know, you know, whether or not this is a good idea for a project. You know, so I have to really... What I do is I really have to focus on the prize and... Uh, fortunately, I know some rich and successful people that kind of mentor me from time to time. And they always, you know, they've given me some advice and I'm going to share it with you. Uh, the first thing is, anytime that you feel fear, um, just know that you're a little bit cray-cray. Whatever you're imagining in your mind is probably not as bad as things are going to be. But in order to manage that, you still have to ask yourself, you know, whenever you're going to take on a new venture or quit your job or really take a risk or move across the country, or in some of your cases, move across the world to live in Hollywood, for example, you have to ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? And I mean, you really got to picture it. What is the worst thing that can happen? And then the next step and the next strategy in this is to figure out how to make sure that that one thing that you're, you know, the worst thing that could happen, you got to make sure that that doesn't happen. And how do you do that? Well, that's a question for you. You know, that's a question for you. How, how are you going to get yourself past that point, that roadblock? You know, I talked to a lot of filmmakers and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, this is normal, guys. This is, you know, this is how it is. There's a lot of people out there that are way, way more talented than I am, for sure. They got a closet full of gear, and it's not being used. It's not being put to use. It makes you feel good because you can stare at that, and you can say, I'm a filmmaker. Someday I'm going to make my movie. Well, someday technology is going to change, and that stuff's going to be worthless. Someday you're going to be old. You might have a family. You might have different obligations. 
You might never have taken my advice and gotten yourself out of debt. So now you're even more of a slave to it. Doing a job that you hate. Thinking about that time when you almost made a short film. Thinking about the time when you were listening to that guy just babble on about the things that are going to make you a failure as a filmmaker. Listen. You can't make a bad movie. You got to get out there and you got to grab a camera. And I don't care if it's a two-minute short film that you're going to upload to YouTube. There's no such thing as failure. If you make a movie and you realize after making it that you just can't find an audience for it, well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. It just means that the people that have viewed it, it's just not their cup of tea. I'm being generous here. Of course you can make a bad movie. It's possible. But the good news is, you know, I'm a guy who's been involved in quite a few really, really crappy movies. One of the movies that I thought was the crappiest actually tapped in to a whole segment, um, you know, a niche target audience in the horror genre where the movie's so bad, people love to make fun of it. And that has proven to be really profitable. So you can't make a bad movie. <laughs> You know, how do you, what is a bad movie? Is a bad movie something that everybody says, that movie sucks, but I'm going to pay you to watch it anyway? Well, you got to get past your ego. This is business. You got a product to sell. Sell the damn product, you know? Anyway, so here's the deal. First things first, nobody's going to do it for you. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Get that mantra in your head whenever you're trying to think, oh, oh, I need somebody to do this. Nope, do it yourself. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. Second thing is, if you're in debt, do whatever you can to get out of debt. Spend the next, you know, after you're done listening to this, go do web searches for debt relief. Um, but check out uh, that guy, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I, I give him a full endorsement. I don't know him. Um, if you do know him, tell him I said hi and tell him that, uh, you know, his lessons have helped me in my own filmmaking career. And then finally, don't be afraid of failure. I heard it once when I was starting out because fear can be so debilitating and you're so afraid to get your work out there because what if it sucks? Um, but somebody said it to me like this uh, and they said, you know, Jason, not everybody likes, some, likes Brussels sprouts, but some people love Brussels sprouts. So I'll leave you at that. You know, if you make a few, you know, if you're the guy that's farming Brussels sprouts, there's a market for it. But just get it out there. Get that gear out of your closet. You don't have a camera? Go use the cheapest camera you can find. Start putting stuff on YouTube. Start doing it tonight. You have a TV. You have an entire TV station at your disposal, and it's free. And my question is, why are you making excuses? Go do that. Go make 50 movies, 50 short films in 2013, 50 short films, 50 two-minute movies. If you make a, uh, um, 50 movies at two minutes apiece and you get them up on YouTube, guess what? By the end of the year, you're going to have the equivalent of like, of like an entire undergraduate degree in film and an entire master's degree in film. And all you've done is done what you could do anyway, what you're dreaming of doing anyway. You don't need my permission. You don't need anybody's permission. You want to make a, you want to be a filmmaker. You want to make a movie. Take action. Make your movie now. This has been another fantabulous filmmaking podcast by Jason Brubaker. 
at filmmakingstuff.com. If you want some more professional gear, go to makeyourmovienow.com. Makeyourmovienow.com. And I will, uh, you know, hopefully one of these festivals where I'm putting on a talk, if you've heard this, I look forward to meeting you. Um, I, my goal is to uh, do some traveling in 2013. Uh, I want to get to a whole bunch of rural film festivals. So if you know anybody that's looking for speakers at film festivals, please send them in my direction. Jason at filmmakingstuff.com.